world monetary government. Right. They'll have a one one world. Uh, and we already see that happening. This yeah, push we, to be cashless. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff. Sense. This is not. This is not a mistake. If you yeah. look at each one of these things individually, you go, oh, "It's just this," or "It's just that." But when you put them collectively, look at this big picture, you begin to see a mosaic come into right. focus. And you know, because I feel like these things are so obvious. What do you think it is that makes people not want to look at these things? Because I feel like if you're if you're a child of God and you realize like shoot, there are some crazy things happening in mm-hmm. this world. But I've talked to people who you know they're believers, but they're kind of like, oh no 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 no. I, I think it goes back to what Jesus said in John chapter three. The principle remains. He said, "People do not come to the light because their deeds are evil, because they like what they're doing." And even for believers. If you look in the Bible, there's a, a lot of the Bible is, is focused to, a, a lot of times we get this confused, even as Christians, we read the Bible and we see all these, these warnings and things. And mm-hmm. we, we go, oh, this, we got to tell the non-believers that. Yeah, that's true. But the Bible was not written to non-believers. Right. The epistles were written to the church. And so when we see all this immorality, mm-hmm. sexual immorality, everything from homosexuality to uh, incest, what God is saying to the people of, of, of the church. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't be like the people of the world. You have to be different. A lot of times it says, you used to be this type of person. Right. But then we find out, especially in the book of uh, letters to the Corinthian church, that you're still doing some of this stupid stuff. Right. You know, you need to put these He's like, clean house. Clean, up, you know? <laughs> clean house. That's y'all. the church to which Paul said, check um, yourself to see if you yet be in the faith, right. unless you are, are deceived. And so mm-hmm. these are things that we as the church in America in particular, because that's where we are. You really have to take seriously and ask yourself this question, am I living within the light of God? Because we have come up with this idea of accepting Jesus right. as if Jesus is is begging for us to come mm-hmm. to him. He's not. He's offering you salvation. And he desires for yeah, you to it's accept. Not a question or of you, you said not to accept, but it yeah, is It's accept. not a question of the you gift. accepting Jesus as much as you submitting and surrendering yeah, that's the right to word. him. Yes. And so what God has called us to do is to submit and surrender our life to him and then follow him, mm-hmm. not to incorporate him into what we are doing. And that's what we see here. Now. Surrender that's to him as Lord and Savior. Yes. And yes. You know, yeah. I think it was, was it Genghis Khan or um, mm-hmm. uh, who's the, the Greek leader? Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. One of them would always say, surrender or die. And, and it would be the fact of you come to a village, you get one chance, either totally surrender. Or you're going to die. And, and as that, you come under my subjection. You be what I want you to be, slave mm-hmm. or otherwise, surrender, or we're going to kill everybody. Your choice. And, uh, and it, this is what this is what we find in the Bible as well. Right. When uh, the nation of Israel would come into the Promised Land, and there were those nations that God told them to totally eradicate. Mm-hmm. Those were those seven vile nations. God said eradicate. But then all the other little nations there, God said, when you get to Israel, go to the gate. Meet with the elders and say, surrender mm-hmm. or die. And that's what he's saying. If, and he said, if they surrender, then you take them and they will become slaves to the nation of Israel or servants to the nation of Israel. Now, before you lose your mind, mm-hmm. we're talking a spiritual principle. God used natural events in the past to teach spiritual principles. Right. In that case, it's the same <laughs> way where you and I, when we come to these little kingdoms in our life, whether it be of lust or whether it be of how we handle our finances, the principle is surrender or die. Uh, Jesus said, uh, it, uh, if your right hand causes you to, to sin, cut right. it off. Because it is better to go into heaven without your right hand than to enter into hell and be destroyed with right. your right hand. So enter whole into hell. And then mm-hmm. he asked, Chris, what profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? So right. just as an aside, that was a principle being taught that these people then could surrender 
and come under the, the governance of God mm -hmm. or set themselves up as an enemy of God and be destroyed. Right. That was the principle that was being played mm -hmm. out there. And you asked the question, why do so many people today, <clears throat> even those who identify as Christian, still yield to the things of the world? I think it's because their hearts are, are knitted to the world. You know, it makes me think, uh, we just came out of talking about spiritual warfare, mm -hmm. right? That there's a battle that's real and that we have to fight correctly. Right. And it, it makes me think that, man, you have to be sober-minded to fight correctly mm -hmm. and to see things the way God sees them and to understand that the Bible is real, it's true. There are prophecies that have been fulfilled and there are prophecies that are being fulfilled being and that will be fulfilled. Exactly. And so we're still living in that book, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think, we, here we had from Matthew 24, 37 through 39, when he's talking about when the Son of Man comes, That's it's going to be the same day, mm -hmm. it's going to be the same as it was in the days of Noah. Right. And we've talked about this before, where people were getting married, having babies. It was life. It was yep. normal. Life. Away in marriage, you know, they were businesses. very perverse. Yeah. It was a messed up world. But it was normal for them. But it was normal for them. And I was like, and we're in the, we're in that same time in the sense of everyday life. But we want to be sober minded where we see that, you know, sure, life is going on as normal, but there are other things happening here. Mm -hmm. There's been a word spoken. Yeah, there is and it's gonna to come to pass. You no, know, once we said no one recognizes that prophecy is happening when it's happening. It's in retrospect. Very few people can actually realize right. that, oh, this is prophetic. They, I was, I think I was told you, I was talking to your grandmother about this, about the uh, Bloody Sunday March. Right. And as she was part of that in the sense that she didn't mark, make it down to the bridge, but she was at the church for the pre-meeting. And I was talking to her, I said, when these things were happening, Mom, I said, did you have a feeling that you were making history a part of history? She goes, oh, gosh, no. She just felt like every day we were just trying to live, just trying to survive. But looking back, we go, that was historical, not only mm -hmm. just for my hometown of Selma, not just for the state of Alabama, not just for the South, but for the world. Mm -hmm. That impacted the world, that little movement there out of my hometown. And so, but people don't realize it. They didn't realize at the time that they were making history. Right. And the same thing is true now. One of the things that stood on that passage you read out of uh, Matthew, let me reiterate this in verse, I think it's verse 39, he says, they, do, they knew nothing about what was happening until the flood came and destroyed them all. Mm. It will be the same when the Son of Man comes. Shoot. And this is the thing. This is that, that, that warning that we must have as believers is that, guys, this storm is coming. Mm -hmm. You think about Noah. For 120 years, he worked and he witnessed. The Bible says that Noah preached righteousness. So for 120 years, he told people, hey, there's a storm coming. And this flood's going to come. It's going to kill everybody. And people had every reason in the world not to believe Noah. And you have to, uh, using your imagination and human nature, you have to realize these people, this man's building this giant ark. <laughs> and, and for those, we went to the ark account, encounter there in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and you realize how big the scale of this oh, thing yeah, is. It's, awesome. it's one thing to see it on paper, nothing to walk up next to a structure that You're big. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, so to think that he's sitting there and people are watching this and see it happen every day, and they go, that Noah is crazy. He's mm -hmm. building this big old boat in the middle of nowhere, you know? And so. The warnings are there, just like they are today. Even with us here talking today, this is mm -hmm. this is the sound of a hammer hitting on the wood here, is that we're telling you the ark needs to be built because, you know, the flood is coming. Mm -hmm. And and people are looking at that, and they're just not paying attention. They think the old man's crazy. And, they, right. and the Bible says to, to the non-believer, the preacher of the gospel says foolishness. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that. But at the same time, I have this... This admonishment in my spirit, this, this dread in my spirit where the Lord says, what type of person ought you to be? Mm -hmm. As a Christian, what type of person am I to be? Am I to be so linked up with the Republican or Democrat Party that I can't stand for Jesus? 
You know, uh, where is my identity? Is my identity in the color of my skin? Is my identity in the size of my bank account? I mean, where is my identity? And if my identity is in anything other than the cross of Jesus Christ, then I'm coming up short. Right. I'm failing my, my witness as a testimony for God. And so, and I, I, I don't want to be one of those people that stand before the throne of God because I'm sure I'm saved. Don't come there. I know I'm saved. I know I've been bought uh, with a price. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. But at the same time, I do not want to be one of those people to stand before God and have him say, you didn't do what I asked you to do. Mm -hmm. You failed to reach. And I think about people in my family. I think about people I love. And I go, Lord, I want to see everybody in heaven. When we get there at the old song, with the circle be unbroken by and by, by and by. And I look around to my right hand or to my left hand. I want to see every face accounted for because that's why God put us here. Mm -hmm. And to reach as many people as we can because the storm is definitely coming. The signs are on the horizon. Jesus talked about it. He said that it's like a woman when she, she's, she's pregnant and she gets ready to give birth. The signs are gradual in their, in their revelation. When a woman's first pregnant, you can't even see it. You can't even tell. She knows something in her body has stopped and something else has begun. She begins to feel a little weird because this thing has changed. Mm -hmm. And this is what Jesus talked right. about. Uh, I know I got a little, little long in that little span, but I, know I was think, listening to this this morning where Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds, but when it planted, it becomes a great tree. And, and that's kind of hyperbole on, on the part of the Lord because he's making a point. If you talk about the tree, the branches get all big and the, and the birds of the air come and roost in its branches. But you have to understand, whenever the birds are mentioned in the Bible, they're right. always a symbol of demonic spirits. So what is Jesus saying? When the church is on the earth, it's going to be inhabited by demonic spirits. There's always going to be that spirit of deception coming and trying mm -hmm. to deceive the people of God. Which we see the same thing when he gives the uh, parable, is it? Of mm -hmm. the tares and the wheat. Mm -hmm. you know? Same thing. And he says, let them all grow because they look the same. And he's the one that's going to sift it. Because you can't really tell until they're full grown. And then he's going to sift it apart and get the wheat and burn up the tares. So he does the job of And this that. is the principle that we need to watch. is Because with this coming storm... The thing that lies in the balance are the souls of men. Mm -hmm. You know, I see so people put so much emphasis on different things, whether it's ethnicity, mm -hmm. color of skin, bank accounts, nationality, all these things. But in heaven, those things won't matter. Right. It goes back to what we always say, truth matters. And that's why you have to know the truth because then you can spot the lies. You can spot whatever is false or yeah, not of God. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not knocking national pride. I'm not, I'm not even knocking ethnic pride. No, I think, I think you're supposed to take care of your land. People should be proud of yeah. who they are. But we need to put everything in their proper place. Right. I can't put my being a Republican or American or a Democrat or a Libertarian or anything else above being a Christian. That has to be my most, my most basic and most foundational point of who I am. There's another passage of scripture here we want, I want to share. Wrap up yeah, it's going to be short. getting long. <laughs> Go ahead and read that passage, uh, that Second Timothy passage, please. 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 10. Read that. And we'll... You mean 2 Peter? Second, that's what I say. Timothy. The whole thing? Yeah, just read that. Okay. Are you sure you want me to do the whole thing? Oh, yeah, or yeah. is there not a point you want they, to make? They want to hear this. Go ahead. Okay. I can, I can feel it. They want to hear this. Go ahead. I just we're getting long, so <laughs> we want to keep it to 20 minutes, and we're almost at 30. You, you, you... No, that's okay. Okay, 2 Peter 2, 3 through 10. These false teachers only want your money, your money, and you said power in parentheses. So they will use you by telling you things that are not true. But the judgment against these false teachers has been ready for a long time, and they will not escape God who will destroy them. When angels sinned, God did not let them go free without punishment. 
He sent them to hell. He put those angels in caves of darkness where they are being held until the time when God will judge them. And God punished the evil people who lived long ago. He brought a flood to the world that was full of people who were against God. But he saved Noah and seven other people with him. Noah was a man who told people about living right. God also punished the evil cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. He burned them until there was nothing left but ashes. He used those cities as an example of what will happen to people who are against God. But he saved Lot, a good man who lived there. Lot was greatly troubled by the morally bad lives of those people, of those evil people. This good man lived with those evil people every day, and his good work or good heart was hurt by the evil things he saw and heard. So you see that the Lord God knows how to save those who are devoted to him. He will save them when troubles come, and the Lord will hold evil people to punish them on the day of judgment. That punishment is for those who are always doing the evil that their sinful selves want to do. It is for those who hate the Lord's authority. These false teachers do whatever they want, and they are so proud of themselves. They are not afraid even to say bad things against the glorious ones. Okay, I do want to just, I didn't want to go too long, but I want to get that thought out there. Mm -hmm. Is that we have to recognize that these teachers, and, and we start thinking about teachers, don't think about preachers. Mm -hmm. Think about people who are in positions of power, who are influencing the way culture works. And they are all about themselves. Right. And they, do, they don't care about the individual. Distorting the truth. Yeah, they will <laughs> tell you whatever they think you want to hear. They'll give you little trinkets here and there all to pull you toward damnation. Mm -hmm. And as we close, I want to share one last scripture with everyone. Because I think it speaks highly of, um, of America in particular. Mm -hmm. When it says in Hosea uh, chapter 8, verse 7, it says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap mm -hmm. the whirlwind. It hath no stalk, the bud shall not yield no meal. If it if it does yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. Mm -hmm. And I think about uh, America. God has blessed us to be a very prosperous nation, but we have sown to the wind, and now we're reaping a whirlwind. We see it in the way our children have been corrupted, where schools and education have been corrupted, the way the government is corrupted, mm -hmm. um, the way society is being degraded, and they're just just overswamped with just right. debauchery. And we see that, and then we see the strength of America being swallowed up by other nations. You know, we think about this the other day, you know, how many millions of dollars we're sending overseas to somebody else. We're working our tails off in this country to send millions of dollars to people. Or to so, help other, other nations secure their borders. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make just, sense. And we as right. Christians are, we've got to take a stand. And mm -hmm. I think it will happen. And, and it, it's going to play out somehow politically because that's the way our nation is set. But the real strategy here is not about the parties. It's about the hearts of people who are, who are God's, mm -hmm. uh, who are God's people. <laughs> you know, change. you've been sharing this verse for like the last two years, I think since mm -hmm. we started the podcast. <laughs> and it's just funny though, because I'm like, shoot, it's almost like there's this this, this um, hurricane that's been starting. And first it was kind of like, mm -hmm. and then it's the world is, you know, it's so it's crazy, like, crazy. The word, the word is still true, and there's still that storm coming. My whole pastor, Dr. Reese, used to say this all up. the time. You say it all the time. As a child, I used to hear it and, and kind of pay attention, but didn't, but it was singing my spirit. It's like, you've sown to the wind, you'll reap the whirlwind. And this is where we are now. Right. We're reaping the yeah. whirlwind. So we've got to go ahead and bring this session to an end. Yes. We do want to encourage you, if you are, especially if you are a child of God, check your heart. Where are your allegiances? Mm -hmm. Are they to God and to his purposes? Are they to a lesser standard? I don't mm -hmm. care what the lesser standard is. If it's to a lesser standard, then you owe it to God to surrender yourself to him in the same way, to a lesser degree, but the principle is the same, that if you are married, 
you owe it to your spouse to be faithful to your spouse. It's not a, you're not doing them a, a, a proper. You're doing your, your your just reserve. This is what you're supposed to do when you are married. And the same thing is true here as a Christian. If you are a child of God, you are supposed to honor God. Mm -hmm. Jesus said in Matthew's gospel that the servant who worked all day long comes in the end of the day. He said when he has done that, he doesn't just sit down and eat. He takes care of his master. He right. washes his master feet, feed his master. And then and only then does the servant eat. He said when he, when he does that, he's only done what he's supposed to do. So we become unprofitable servants. And that's what we want to. We want to be the best servant we can to the master who loves us, who has purchased us with his own blood. Yep. Amen. And if you're not a believer, then we encourage you to, to surrender to the Lord today. Just confess to God that you are a sinner. You can look at your life and see the evidence of sin. Ask God to forgive you and surrender yourself to him. Then reach out to us here on the channel and we'll talk you through what it means to become a Christian and help you find a church in your area if we can. But just pray for you. Ask the Lord bless and guide your life as you go. So until next time, God bless you. And remember to join us behind the why. Also, remember, you're looking for that announcement coming here in the next week or two about a uh, brand new work that the Lord is doing. God bless you. God keep you. All right, peace.